For thousands of years, Christians have celebrated Christ's resurrection on Easter Sunday, but they have also observed his crucifixion on Friday. Why is that? Why do Christians believe Jesus was crucified on Friday and rose from the dead on Sunday? The Bible is abundantly clear on which day Jesus was crucified and on which day he rose again. And it may surprise you to hear, but he wasn't crucified on Friday. I hope you'll join us for this two-part episode because the crosswork and resurrection of our living Lord is definitely worth celebrating. The one true God of the universe has existed since eternity past in ultimate perfection. He spoke the cosmos into existence for his soul, honor, and glory. He moved heaven and earth to redeem mankind, even though we have nothing to offer him. And he's given us everything we need for life and godliness in his word. He deserves our worship. He deserves our adoration. He deserves our praise. I'm your host, A.M. Brucer, and this is the Celebration of God. I've been looking forward to the next two episodes ever since we started the year-long Celebration of God. I remember as a small boy asking my parents all the hard Easter questions. Why is it on different days every year? I asked them why there are so many different days in the celebration, and I asked them why we observe Jesus' death on the Friday when I was certain that couldn't have been the day he died. And I received some good answers to most of my questions, but I never received a solid biblical answer to the final one. Well, that's not completely fair. I don't remember who or when, but I think I remember two different men at two different times giving me a solid answer to the question. But then every other year of my life, it was undone by everyone else. Anyway, it wasn't until about five years ago that I biblically affirmed certain realities about the events of the crucifixion and resurrection. But before we dive in, if you like to use social media, I'd like to invite you to join me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MeWe, and or Gab. Unless it's Instagram, you can find me by searching A.M. Brewster, and on Instagram, it's The Brewster Home. I do my best to post Christ-honoring content that I believe will help you be a better disciple of Christ. I'd love to interact with you there. Okay, so why is it important for me to talk about which day Christ was crucified? I'll get to that shortly. There are actually three things I want to discuss today. Two of them I will talk about in brief, and the third will be carried over into our next episode. The first is this. Number one, I recognize that some people don't like celebrating Easter because it's been so tainted and adulterated by the culture. As we've already acknowledged on previous episodes, many Christians share the exact same sentiments concerning Thanksgiving and Christmas, and definitely Halloween. So here are a few biblical and logical considerations for us. A. It is true there are certain celebrations that are completely acceptable for one person to hold and others to ignore. B. However, regardless of whether you celebrate or not, it must be holy and completely so that the Lord be glorified and honored. There's no room for selfishness here. This is a good time to remind us of Romans 14.5-6. One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. In the end, your opinions about the celebration of the resurrection must be because you believe that God is abundantly pleased with your participation or abstinence in that celebration. But there is another consideration. See, as we learned in our introductory episodes, God is a God of celebrations, memorials, and holy days. 
In this conversation, we can't afford to ignore the reality from the seventh day of creation week through the new heaven and the new earth, God has purposefully and definitively created and commanded the observation of festivals, feast days, celebrations, and memorials. And though the Jewish people were given the majority of those, the New Testament church has a fair share just for them as well. And a few of the more significant revolve directly around the Passion Week of Christ. Christians are commanded to observe the Lord's Supper in remembrance of Him. The early church also stopped corporately worshiping God on Saturday in favor of Sunday due specifically to the fact that Jesus was raised from the dead on Sunday. And the future marriage supper of the Lamb is a celebration of Christ's victory over death and sin that allows us to enter into an eternal relationship with Him. So to argue against holy celebrations is to stand against a divinely purposed and extremely valuable experience. So you may not want to participate in the diluted cultural experience of Easter, and I don't blame you. I don't want to either. But I believe there's more than enough evidence to suggest that the church desperately needs to understand the significance of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection in such a way that we are compelled to celebrate it as often as possible. Number two, some people don't like to celebrate Easter because they don't believe that it is, like Christmas, celebrated during the correct time of year. We'll talk more about this later. However, for now, let me say that I don't believe we can know for certain the day of the year Jesus was born, but I do believe we can know with great certainty the day, time, and year of his death. Therefore, it wouldn't be difficult to declare with certainty the actual date that Jesus was raised from the dead. But more on that in our next episode. Now, there are plenty of other issues we could discuss concerning the crucifixion and resurrection of Christ, but we're not going to deal with the heretical positions people take, like whether or not he actually died. Those arguments are invalid and pointless given the clear biblical data. But there is a disagreement over the crucifixion that I believe is answered biblically, and yet it still pervades our Protestant thinking. Now, to be fair, I don't believe that anyone should separate from people who observe the crucifixion on a different day than someone else. I don't believe it keeps someone from being saved or anything like that, but I do believe it's very important because God took so much time and provided us with so much detail in order for us to understand it. So I have to ask, if it's clearly presented in Scripture, then why would we continually, purposefully observe the wrong day? So with that gauntlet-like challenge flung at our feet, let's begin. And here's my third point and final point for the day. Some people don't like to celebrate Good Friday because they don't believe Christ was crucified on Friday. Now, before grappling with this struggle, we have to acknowledge our own blind spots. A. Most of us aren't Jews. In addition, we Gentiles don't truly understand all of the Jewish traditions the way we should. This adds some hurdles to our understanding of the course of events because the details God includes to help us navigate the Passion Week are foreign to us. And B. We have our own cherished traditions. I am confident to assert that the vast majority of you have observed Good Friday as the day of our Lord's death since you were very little. I've done the same. But though we may have our traditions and habits, we need to be willing to push those aside in light of the biblical material. Our traditions should no more supersede God's word than our own opinions. So here we go. I, Aaron Michael Brewster, and the celebration of God's staff do not believe that Jesus was crucified on Friday. What's the big deal? Why is it worth challenging the status quo, you ask? Honestly, I'm sharing this because I believe we should all desire to be as accurate with our handling of the scriptures as possible, regardless of the topic being discussed. So let's start by trying to determine why people for so long have observed the crucifixion on Friday. The main argument for the Friday crucifixion comes from Mark 15.42. And now when the even was come, because it was the preparation, that is, the day before the Sabbath, and then the passage goes on to describe Jesus being taken from the cross. 
This means that Jesus was crucified the day before the Sabbath, and everyone knows the Jewish Sabbath is on Saturday. That's why the majority of Christians observe the crucifixion on Friday. Now, as we work through this, allow me to remind you of some important points concerning the Jewish reckoning of time, which we discussed in episode 10. It's vital for us to remember that the Jewish day began at nightfall and lasted until right before nightfall of what we would consider to be the next day. Of course, for them, it was the same day. Our day starts in the dark and ends in the dark. Their days started in the dark and ended in the light. They base this off the creation week when God said that, quote, the evening and the morning were the first day. Generally speaking, the Jews' weekend Sabbath began at nightfall on the day we would call Friday. Now, we also need to remember that every weekly Sabbath had a day of preparation that went right before it. It was the day to prepare for the Sabbath by doing the last-minute things that needed to be accomplished but would be unlawful to do on the Sabbath. Mark 15.42 says that Jesus was crucified on the day of preparation. Now, with that evidence alone, it would be easy to assume that Jesus was crucified during the day on Friday the day of preparation before the weekend Sabbath. But there are a number of issues with that, and it's those issues that will be the focus of the remainder of this episode and the next. Number one, the Jews often had more than one Sabbath a week. Depending on the year, there were the 50 to 54 weekly Sabbaths, but there were also two Sabbaths in the Feast of Unleavened Bread. There's the Sabbath of Pentecost, one Feast of Trumpets, one Day of Atonement, and two Sabbaths during the Feast of Tabernacles. That's over 60 Sabbaths in one year. If we assume that the Mark 15.42 Sabbath is a Saturday, then a Friday crucifixion makes partial sense. But what if there were another Sabbath that week that landed before Saturday? The seven-day Feast of Unleavened Bread is preceded by the Feast of the Passover, which was celebrated in remembrance of the Israelites being delivered from Egypt. This Passover falls on the 14th of Nisan, and the Feast of Unleavened Bread officially started on the 15th. You can read more about these two events starting in Leviticus 23.5. Nisan 15 can fall on multiple days, just like December 25th can fall on any day of the week. But regardless of on what day it falls, the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread is considered a high Sabbath, called simply a high day in the scriptures. As a high Sabbath, it too is preceded by its own day of preparation, which would have been the 14th, also the Passover. John 19.31 reads, Therefore, because it was the preparation day, that the bodies should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath— For that Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Jesus was crucified on the preparation day before the high Sabbath day. That would mean that Jesus died on Passover, what we would call the 14th of Nisan, right before the high Sabbath day of the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Now, since the feast is set on a date, not a day, then we have to ask on what day was the Feast of the Passover that particular year? Now, believe it or not, there are generally three days that people think could have been the day on which Christ was killed, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I'm going to share the biblical reasons that I believe clearly show that Christ was crucified on Thursday. Again, this topic is not intended to be divisive. It's merely an opportunity for us to understand what the Bible says about Easter so we can better know, love, and serve God as we help those in our lives do the same. Why would we want to propagate traditional views that don't align with Scripture? But please understand, if you intend to continue celebrating the crucifixion on Friday to the glory of God, we can still be friends. Okay, here we go. So number one, the Jews often had more than one Sabbath a week. Number two, Jesus gave us the timeline of three days and three nights. In Matthew 12, 40, we read, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, 
which is from Jonah 117, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. This is known as Christ's sign of Jonah. Jesus made it very clear that he would be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. And I know that it may be weird to say, but it's completely appropriate to just, you know, take Christ literally on this. We know for certain that Jesus was raised from the dead on Sunday, the first day of the week. In order to have been in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights, Jesus would have had to have been buried during the day on Thursday. Now, I know it's easier to see this, but try to imagine it with me. We're going to refer to the days with our English titles, but we're going to count the days as the Jews would. By the way, I've created a very handy image and included it on the Easter page at celebrationofgod.com. Looking at it will probably be easier to follow. Anyway, the Passover on Nisan 14 started the evening of our Wednesday night. Jesus was crucified later in the day on the Passover at 3 p.m., our Thursday afternoon, and was buried before nightfall on Thursday. That was his first day in the earth. The beginning of the Jewish Friday, our Thursday night, would have been Christ's first evening in the grave. The morning time of Friday would have been the second day in the earth. Then Saturday evening, our Friday evening, would have been his second night in the grave. Saturday morning would have been his third day in the grave. That's the daytime hours on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. He only has one night left, and that was the beginning of Sunday. That's our Saturday evening. And then we're told that Jesus rose before sunrise on Sunday morning. Matthew and John were very precise that Jesus raised before the daytime hours on Sunday. Had he risen after the sunrise, he would have been in the heart of the earth for four days and three nights. Three days and three nights, in that order. His first day in the grave started it, and his last night in the grave ended it. Remember, he didn't say three nights and three days in the grave. So, Jesus was crucified on Thursday, the 14th of Nisan, the Passover and the preparation day before the High Holy Day on Friday, and the regular weekly Sabbath on Saturday. The 15th of Nisan, Friday, was the High Holy Sabbath of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And then Saturday, the 16th of Nisan, would have been the normal weekly Sabbath. But there's another consideration that points to Thursday being the day of the crucifixion. Number three, Jesus also gave us the timeline of three total days. Consider John 2, 19-21. Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, It has taken 46 years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? Some of you may have noticed that Jesus was not in the grave the entire day on Thursday, nor every minute of the third night. Technically, Jesus was in the grave all day on Friday and Saturday. That's two full days. But he was only in the grave half the day on Thursday and half the evening on Sunday. That would be our Saturday night. Those two half days obviously equal the third day. This, again, is consistent with the fact that Jesus said he would raise up his temple in three days. Now consider Mark 8.31, And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. This counting method counts each daytime period as one day with the resurrection taking place after three days. The day was not over when Jesus died in the afternoon, so this begins with the day of the crucifixion. Therefore, again, a Thursday crucifixion also fits with Jesus being raised up after three days. Now, there are actually many more arguments I look forward to sharing with you from the scriptures, but I'll do that next time so as not to run too long today. I also want to make some application for our disciples from all of this. So between now and then, I encourage you to do your own research and study. There are many who disagree for many reasons. But my main concern is that the Bible clearly says that Jesus rose before the morning hours on Sunday, and Jesus said that he would be in the earth for three days and nights. 
The math is clear. The Jewish Thursday would have been the day. There are not enough days or nights if Christ were crucified on Friday. But people still bring up objections. So who's right? Can we even know? Well, hopefully we can glean even more clarity next time. Please share this episode with your friends so that they can get in on the conversation. I'd love for you to comment on our blog post or any of our social media accounts if you too have been confused over how Jesus could have been crucified on Friday. I'll see you then for part two next week. If you want to know God better, celebrate him more, and help the ones you love to do the same, subscribe to this podcast and visit celebrationofgod.com to learn more about this dynamic discipleship resource. And remember, the Celebration of God is a listener-supported ministry.